Welcome to That Smart Hustle, a podcast dedicated to the importance of creating your truth, realizing your own self-worth, loving who you are and the journey you're on, all while planning for the future, but still being present in the now. I'm your host, Kristen Martin. You may know me from my YouTube channel, where I post writing advice videos and day-in-the-life vlogs, or perhaps you've delved into my fictitious worlds by reading one of my young adult books, or maybe we're meeting for the first time. If the latter is the case, then hello and welcome. There's plenty of space here for everyone from all walks of life, whether you're lost and can't seem to find your way, or you think you're on the right path, or you're just starting out and have no idea where to begin. It's all about empowering yourself to be the kind of person you want to be and to pursue the lifestyle you want to live. So let's dive in. Hi guys, welcome back to That Smart Hustle podcast and welcome to episode 19. Today's episode is really exciting because we have our first ever guest interview with boss babe, Sunny Lenarduzzi. With almost a decade of experience as a video, social media, and brand strategist, Sunny has created a thriving online business aimed at helping entrepreneurs, personal brands, and corporations own their niche, increase their sales, and turn their purpose into profit. She's been featured in entrepreneur.com, Forbes, and the Huffington Post, and runs a successful YouTube channel, which is where I first connected with her. Sunny, I am so thrilled to have you on the show today, and I want to thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. We are so excited to have you. So it would be great if you could tell us a little more about yourself in your own words and what inspired you to start your strategizing business. So I um, am a former broadcaster and worked as a journalist. Always thought that was kind of my dream job. Um, And then I landed one of my dream roles, which was working at the Olympics here in Vancouver. Um, And as much as it logically was that goal that I had always wanted to achieve, in my gut and in my heart, it just really wasn't what I wanted to be doing. I felt like I was sort of being told what to say, what to wear, how to say things, where to be. Um, and I thought it would be a lot more creative freedom than it was. So that was kind of my light bulb moment of maybe this isn't what I meant to be doing. And I started my own business the day I got, came home from the Olympics and the business was an online magazine at the time. And then I grew that business only using social media and video marketing, leveraging YouTube and learn so much about the online space and the social media space at a time when really not a lot of businesses were using it because it was still brand new. There was no Instagram or Pinterest. It was just Facebook and Twitter. And yeah, I just kind of like dove in head first and learned everything I could and loved it. And then a bunch of businesses started taking notice of how I built this brand for this magazine and they decided to hire me. So it's turned into this consultancy for about four years got to a place where I had so many clients that I kind of was a little burnt out. And a lot of my clients had the same questions over and over again. So one day I decided, you know, I'm just going to film a tutorial for them and they can take that instead of me being on the phone and me wasting my time, you know, in meetings or whatever. So I filmed a tutorial, put it on my YouTube channel, had no subscribers on YouTube at the time, didn't think anything of it, woke up the next day with thousands of views on the video and realized, oh my God, it's been picked up in search And that's the power of YouTube. So I did that for about a year every week. I would post a new video every week on some sort of tutorial related to uh, video marketing or social media marketing. It grew my business um, so fast and grew my email list so fast. And now it's really what I teach other entrepreneurs. I've been doing it for two years. I've grown my channel to over 100,000 subscribers and 7 million views. And um, now I'm basically taking that knowledge of how I built my business organically using YouTube and leveraging that and teaching other entrepreneurs how to do the same to share their impact and their message on a much bigger stage. 
Very, very cool. That is such a neat journey. And it's just amazing how you have just catapulted and launched your business so fast, and especially YouTube, because there are so many creators and influencers and YouTube videos out there. So the fact that you've been able to to do that so quickly is really incredible. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's been a very interesting journey. And I it's funny because I think if I knew what was coming when I posted that first YouTube video, I probably would have been more intimidated. But I just sort of did it accidentally and was like, oh, this is amazing. Okay, I'll follow this wave. I'll ride this wave. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So did you always know that you kind of answered this, but did you always know that you wanted to be a YouTube strategist for entrepreneurs? Or was that more of a realization that unfolded over time? It's definitely unfolded over time. I feel like a lot of what's happened in my career is really just been tuning into myself and what I really want to be doing and what feels right to me at the time. And it's funny, you like even the fact that I didn't do YouTube any earlier is kind of an interesting thing because I did have that broadcasting background. So you'd think that that would be a natural fit, but I had this resistance to it until I kind of accidentally did it. And so I feel like that's kind of been the story of my career is just like following these little clues and eventually I get to where I want to be. And I'm, yeah, I'm at a place now where I'm like, did I ever expect to be considered a teacher or a trainer and educator? No. Um, but it's what I love to do. Like nothing makes me happier than helping other people succeed and get their message seen on such a bigger scale than what they're able to do with other means. So yeah. Yeah. I love hearing that because a lot of what this podcast is about is really finding your truth and aligning your choices with your truth. So it just sounds like you've found exactly what you want to do and you, you know, you've really put your all into it. So that's, yeah. And I think it's easy to put your all into it when it's what it is, what you want to (laughs) do. Oh, I completely agree. Let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us more about how you came up with hashtag monetize your message and hashtag be your own boss and really what those mean to you on a more personal level? Yeah, it's funny. I feel like, I mean, monetize your message came really quickly because um, it was when I first started using YouTube and I just never would have anticipated what YouTube did for me and how it grew my business. And all of a sudden, you know, just based on the information that I had stored up and that I took for granted and thought everybody knew I was all of a sudden building my business and clients were coming to me from all over the place. I was like, oh, this is like this, you're monetizing your message. So for Be Your Own Boss, um, it stemmed from a rebrand of my YouTube channel, actually. And I had been growing the channel and filming my videos by myself for about a year. And just got to the point where I was like, okay, I think it's big enough now that I should maybe put a little more effort into this. Uh, So I decided to do a rebrand. And I was like, I really want a, a tagline that sticks. And... I went through a few different iterations and I kept just kind of playing with it. And I was like, the bright side, I knew I wanted to be the bright side, the bright side of branding business. And I was like, bright side of branding business and being your own boss, be your own boss, UIO boss. And then it just all kind of came to be. And um, it's that community for me is like a really big source of pride because I never again would have anticipated how fast that grew um, and how many entrepreneurs from around the world it attracted. So yeah, it's just, it's both of them have been really incredible for kind of solidifying like what I'm about and what I want to do with my business. And for me, Be Your Own Boss too is more than, I think people immediately assume like, oh, she teaches you how to be an entrepreneur. That's really not what it is. For me, Be Your Own Boss also came at a time where I felt like I really was taking control of all aspects of my life, personally and professionally. And that's what it means to me. It means to be the CEO of your life. 
Oh, I love that so much. That is so awesome. I always say, be your own hashtag goals. I just feel like, I love you know, it. it's just be, you know, be you. And like you just said, be your own boss. That is so catchy. I'm going to start yeah. using that hashtag on all of my Instagram, <laughs> on all my Instagram photos. But can you tell us more about your day to day? You obviously have a lot on your plate. So what does a day in Sunny's life look like? It's always different. So that's nice. Um, it's definitely, it's definitely always different. We're going through a big growth spurt in our business, which is exciting and terrifying and stressful and fear inducing and makes me want to cry sometimes right now. Um, (laughs) to be honest, it's really funny. I think like it's different all the time. And I think as long as you're growing, it's going to be different. And so for us right now, you know, a month ago, things looked very different for me every day. Every day we were just working on content and we have, um, a course that sells, like in perpetuity and ongoing. And it was, you know, that's what our main focus was. Now we have that, but we also have launched this, um, or not launched, but created this, this program that's for higher level entrepreneurs. And we're working with people who have solidified business models and are in the million dollar mark and, um, or multiple millions. And they basically want to build their brand using video and using YouTube. So we created that in the last like three weeks. We literally from like iteration and beginning to actually having clients now. So you can imagine, uh, it's been a little insane. And so now my days look very different because I'm actually like training people on calls for like up to three hours or four hours a day. And it is so crazy how much I love it and it's exhausting, but (laughs) I love it so much because you get crazy fast results when people are seeing you face to face and you're like, this is the exact strategy. Just follow it step by step. Just do this, this, this. And it's catered to them. So yeah, I mean, every day is different. It's very different than what it was a month ago. And I think that only will continue. Um, We've also hired a few new people in the last month. So that's been a big change. And for me, like my biggest challenge, I think on a day-to-day basis right now is figuring out how to be the boss and also be the executor in some ways and also try and like keep solid relationships with my team. And I think that's, that's something that I'm probably failing at right now. Um, oh, I doubt but, that. I'm, but I'm trying, I'm trying, doing my best. And I think I've been a bit of a nutcase lately because there is so much going on. So I'm sure that my team is probably just like, go away and leave us alone. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the very long answer to your question. No, that was a perfect answer. <laughs> so what habits or mindsets would you say have really contributed to your success and to your business's success? Good question, because I actually was going to add on to what a day in my life looks like, because for me, a big piece of it is mindset and a big piece of it is having habits um, and having things that are like stable every day, because as an entrepreneur, and I'm sure you know, there's a lot of instability. And so, and in good ways too, it's exciting, but I have like basically three non-negotiables every single day that I have to have in my life. And that's, I need to do something where I'm moving. Like I have to do either exercise for at least half an hour or Um, just go for a walk or run or something because it clears my head. It's my form of meditation. And um, the next thing is eating healthy. I like have to, have to, have to have healthy food in the house and have things prepped. Ideally, that usually doesn't happen, but that's the ideal. And then sleep. Um, I'm like such a fan of sleep. So, and I'm not sleeping when I'm not sleeping. So I'm just, I'm not stable when I'm not sleeping. So those are my three non-negotiables and I try and stick to them as much as possible. And I think the other things are just like to try and keep myself balanced to having and maintaining relationships with my, my family and talking to my family every day, my boyfriend and all that stuff. And the people that keep me really grounded. Cause I think also as an entrepreneur, it's 
very easy to lose perspective and get caught up in like your world and think that it's the most important thing ever. So I'm, I'm pretty good at surrounding myself with people who make it clear that it's not. So, (laughs) so yeah, so those are my, I guess my habits. And I think the biggest mindset habit for me or mindset that I've tried to tried my best to maintain, especially in the last year, because we, we actually forexed our business in the last year. So we grew a lot. Um, and a big piece of that was anti-perfection. So I don't even know what you would call that, but <laughs> doing things fast and taking action and not worrying about perfection um, and how things are going to be seen. And then another piece of the mindset that's been really helpful, but sometimes is the challenge is abundance thinking in a way of like, we're always going to be able to make more money. It's okay. Um, and not freaking out because as your business grows, your expenses grow and that's just the nature of the beast. And that's a very interesting place to be when I'm coming from a background of working solo for a long time. So yeah, that's a big piece. Of it. And I think the third final mindset piece would be generosity I remember one of my first mentors said to me, generosity creates abundance. So they kind of go together. Um, and I've always maintained that that thought process. And I saw someone today actually, was, and then we get this feedback a lot is, I don't know how you put out so much free content and like, don't, you know, and I'm, and I'm like, well, that's how we marketed the business. Like I'm new to paying for advertising. I didn't really have to do it for the first year and a half of my business. So I believe in the more that you can create create real value for people and make a shift for them uh, in whatever it is that you're doing or teaching, the more that they want to work with you. If you can outvalue your competition, they'll come back to you. Oh, that is so true. I feel like everyone needs to write that down. (laughs) Truer words have not been spoken. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I believe that too, because I I have a writing advice channel. So I put out Mm -hmm. a lot of free content on how to write a book and also some on, you know, how to, how to kind of start a business or build your author platform for the most part. So I, I totally believe in just putting as much content out there for free as you possibly can, because it's, it really is invaluable to the people who watch your videos and just absorb that information. Well, I think like the real key to it, particularly for YouTube, and this is why I love YouTube so much, is that you're not you're not using the method of like, I'm just going to burst into your newsfeed and tell you like about my business and my brand and like pitch it as like some kind of a, you know, like whatever. (laughs) We do Facebook advertising. It works really well, but like my preferred method, if I could just have it my way would be to just have YouTube running because people find us when they need us. And we're, we're we're showing up and solving the problem and helping them when they need someone to help them. And like, what a beautiful way to start your relationship. I'm not pushing myself on you. I'm literally just being like, oh, here I am. I'm here to solve your problem. I've got all the information you need. And that, in my opinion, creates those loyal relationships in a much more sustainable and authentic way than pushing yourself on people. I completely agree. It's almost like they're going through their own self-discovery and then along the way, they discover <laughs> you and it's, you're right. It just makes the relationship so much more authentic and genuine and it's totally. long lasting too. You end up having loyal customers, viewers. Totally, <laughs> completely for sure. Okay. So we do have some entrepreneurs as well as writers in the audience. And we all know that when you put yourself out there, especially online, negative feedback is inevitable. So do you have any experience with other people trying to tear you down? And if so, how do you handle that? How do you handle negativity? Um, good question. Um, 
I always go back. I, I ruin this quote every time I say it, but it's something along the lines of like, if you don't want to be criticized, don't do anything. Like do nothing and you won't be criticized. And I do believe that that's true. Um, and for me, I've actually been really fortunate in the sense that I grew up in a household where my dad was in the public eye and he, um, he was a professional athlete. He was also a um, professional coach of an Olympic team and soccer team and whatever else and still works in professional sports. So I witnessed firsthand from the time I was a kid, the amount of couch coaches and trolls and all those things that are out there that have opinions when they aren't really validated opinions. And I saw how, my dad handled it and continues to handle it in a very like eloquent and elegant way. But I remember he said to me when I first started to gain traction in my business and first started to really gain momentum and being seen and being visible. And I got a few comments here and there and they would ruin me for like a day. <laughs> Minimum, <laughs> They would ruin me. And I remember I phoned him one day and I was crying and I was like, this is what this person said to me. I don't know how to handle it. And he said, you're not a human being if it doesn't bother you. He said, the biggest people in the world, if they say, see a negative comment about themselves, it's going to hurt. It's going to sting. You're, you're a person. Like if you, if you have feelings, it's going to happen. You have to be a complete sociopath to see a negative comment about yourself and not care. So I have a couple ways of dealing with it. Um, at this point in the business, I kind of have gotten to a place where I try and guard myself as much as possible from seeing those things. So my team's pretty good about protecting me for the most part. A lot of the times, you know, it's, it's hard to protect me from stuff, but I, we don't get a ton, but it is true that the more you grow, the more you're going to get, like, it's, it's just a part of it. And it's actually a compliment, but I created a video on this on my YouTube channel. It's called how to handle criticism. And I have a specific method that I use. I don't know if I can say it on here because it's a, it's a swear word, but it's an acronym. No, can you I totally swear? can. Go for it. Okay. So it's called the fuck it method. And, <laughs> <laughs> and if you go and search study literature, how to handle criticism, there's actually, we created a, a downloadable piece of wall art that you can hang in like your office or near your computer somewhere. So the F stands for find your center because like I said, I mean, I'm the queen of like getting emotional if I see something negative. So really just like grounding yourself. Um, the U stands for useful or harmful because surprisingly, sometimes there is some usefulness in what people say, whether it's, you know, constructive criticism or something else. Um, but if it is just straight up abusive and it's harmful, then you just ignore it. So consider the source is C. So that means like consider where it's coming from. If this person has any experience in your industry, then yeah, maybe it's like worth listening to but generally some of the criticism comes from people who have never even remotely tried to do what you're doing so that doesn't matter uh kill them with kindness is kind of our motto in the business is always being saying something like thanks for the feedback or something respectful or polite back um and then intuition so I always go back to trying to tune in to why it's triggering me because that person may be going through their own stuff and also they probably didn't even mean it in the way that you're taking it so what is it about what they're saying that's triggering me? Uh, and then finally, it's terminating the feeling. So just shaking it off and understanding that life goes on and it's not meant to break you. That is the best method I have ever heard of. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to go download this so I can just, you know, post it on my wall and look at it constantly because you're right. As you do grow larger and larger with your platform, there's just so much more room for trolls. And especially as someone who writes books, I'm sure you can just imagine the types I of I can reviews. only imagine <laughs> anything that's subjective. Unfortunately, people can have a lot more opinions on and feel their opinions are warranted and like all the power to you. But 
I think it's remembering. And I said this to someone the other day because unfortunately I wasn't protected from a pretty nasty email that came through. And I said to the person, I usually don't respond, but I was like, I'm a real human being on the other side of the screen. And I have feelings. And it was funny because she started the email with, this isn't meant to be hurtful. <laughs> It's the same um, as no offense, but yeah, you know, and then I, they keep going. I'm gonna offend you right now. So I think it's um it's just really important to like understand that if you if it bugs you, that's okay. And let it bug you and have a moment of having a pity party and then just move on from it. Um and I really do believe I think there is some value in what people say that's negative, but I lived in such a little bubble for the first year of growing my business. We grew to 50,000 subscribers on YouTube and our all of our other platforms grew. And it was like this little sweet spot where everyone was still so nice. Like that whole first year, people were like, how do you handle trolls? And I was like, I don't have any. Like, honestly, <laughs> I have none. It's amazing. And it's due in part to the fact that all the content I create generally is helpful. So I think that's like, that helps my case. But the minute we passed 50,000 and started growing beyond 100,000, people come out of the woodworks. And I always say too, and this helps me like understand where the criticism is coming from because it can come from some interesting sources too. It's always just a reflection of the fact that you're doing something or there's something about you that triggers an emotion or a reaction in the other person because they feel a sense of lack or they feel a sense of envy or they feel a sense of jealousy. So it's nothing but a projection at the end of the day. Yep. It's a reflection of an insecurity of that person. It has absolutely nothing to do with you. And that's what I always say. Anytime someone's negative toward me, I'm just like that. That's none of my business. Their opinion of me is none of my business. It has everything to do with them and nothing to do with me. (laughs) Exactly. It's their own stuff. Like at the end of the day, it's their own stuff. And if that's what makes them feel better and sleep better and I like Godspeed and good luck. (laughs) I could not agree more. So My last question for you is, if you could time travel back to day one of your business, knowing what you know now, what one key piece of advice would you give your former self? Honestly, it would have been to start on YouTube earlier. (laughs) I always say, I'm like, I have no regrets, but I, I procrastinated a full year to actually get started on YouTube. And it was because I had tried, I had like done a few videos here and there, um, where I'd done some vlogs but I wasn't ever posting consistently. And I put so much effort into these videos, like eight hours of filming and just so stressed out. And I posted them and got no views. And I was like, what the hell's going on? This is so frustrating. So I gave up. And for a full year, I was like, I'm not even going back to, I'm not going to try it again. And then I kind of like accidentally a little bit did my first video. And then all of a sudden it racked up views. And the best part about that is that that video that I sent to my clients, like I hadn't washed my hair that day. I had no set. I was filming in front of a window. I had books as my tripod stand. There was nothing fancy about it. And all of a sudden it was like, boom, like I was on to something. So it taught me a lot about not having to be perfect. And that as long as you're serving and you're helping people, you'll find success. Yeah. So I think if I could go back in time and do anything, I would start a lot sooner on YouTube. That is such, that's great advice. I have the exact same, or I wish I had done that. I had started YouTube on earlier because I just, Mm -hmm. it took me just like you a year to really kind of get up the courage. I think I was just so nervous and I'm like, who's really going to watch my videos? Like, who am I I to, you know, it's like imposter syndrome. (laughs) It's like, who am I to even be doing this? So yeah, 
Yeah, the imposter syndrome kicks in hard, particularly when you're doing anything on video because you're like, really, am I the person people should be listening to? But it's that it's that understanding of like, I was actually just talking about this with a client because I'm getting her set up for with her YouTube channel. She's very successful in her in her niche, and she's like, oh, I just don't want to talk about these things. I talk about them all the time. I'm a broken record. Like it's so boring to me. And I was like, yeah, but. I have no clue what you're talking about. This is new information to me. And I feel the same way sometimes about YouTube. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I talk about optimization one more time, like people are going to just tell me to shut up and sit down. And yet people are still fascinated by what I talk about when it comes to YouTube. So it's understanding that it's the curse of knowledge. And yes, you might think that like it's old and boring information, but it's not. It's still helpful to people. Perfect. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here today on this podcast. And real quick, will you just let everyone know where they can find you online so they can connect with you and check out all of the amazing content that you offer? Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is fun. Um, you can find me at sunnylinardeasy.com. We have all of our free training resources there and also on youtube.com slash sunnylinardeasy that's the best place to find all of my videos, which there's a lot of them on everything about social media, YouTube marketing, video marketing, entrepreneurship, etc. Great. And I will make sure to leave all of that information and all the links in the show notes below. So that way everyone can go check out all of your incredible content. Thank so you. again, I want to thank you so much and I hope you have an awesome day. You too. Thank you. I want to thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast today, please leave me a rating and a review on iTunes. That would really help me out. Don't forget to check out the show notes with all of Sunny's information so you can connect with her online. And other than that, I will talk with you guys in the next episode. Cheers. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please subscribe to make sure you don't miss anything. For more beyond this podcast, including information on my YouTube channel and webinars, visit me at thatsmarthustle.com. And for daily inspiration and writing advice, come hang out with me on Instagram at author Kristen Martin. I'll talk with you all again very soon. Cheers.